Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I want to share some things with you today, and I want to make this statement to you as we begin. This is a critical church day if you can understand being a part of the body of Christ. It's critical for you to hear what I'm going to share with you today because especially in America, we are in the habit of just going to church. And we think that's good. And it is good. Don't Please don't misunderstand me. It is good. But I think sometimes we don't really understand uh, what God wants to do in our lives and in the lives of a church body when the body of Christ begin to function and operate together. We've got life group launch today, and, and so I just felt like I needed to share this with you because I think it'll inspire you, hopefully, to stir you up to do more for the kingdom of God. Let me start this way. Jesus, over in John chapter 16, said, I'm leaving. Thank you, Jesus. You're leaving us. Well, there was a reason. Thank God he left us. Because if he hadn't done what he did by dying and being raised from the dead, it wouldn't have helped for him to be on the earth. Amen. Okay. Nevertheless, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. How many of you know who that helper is? the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said over in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Not you're going to go out and witness to people. You are a living, breathing witness of what God can do in somebody's life. Amen? So you need to realize and understand that, that, that you are empowered to be something. But then the Bible goes on in Acts chapter 2 in verse 4, and it says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Immediately, we say that's when the church was born. That's when we say, this is when the church was born. This is what God did. This was the beginning of the church. And it was. It was the first act, if you want to call it that, of God imparting to the, to the, the people His Holy Spirit to create what we call the church. It was the beginning point. But I want you to listen to me today, and I want you to hear me, because there is another powerful event that took place at the same time. Something that had never happened before. And that that, that came to pass was one simple thing. God created a body and called it the body of Christ. And all of those who had been saved and filled with the Holy Spirit they became a community. They became a group 
of believers. They became a body. There was a recognition and a, and a communion among them that they probably, some of them probably wouldn't even talk to each other before then. Lived on the other side of the track, so to speak, or didn't, do, didn't have the same um, uh, social values they did or didn't have the same uh, religious values, whatever it might have been. But all of a sudden, when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit and they were filled with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden something else happened. God created a body, a group of people. And that body has exploded and expanded all over the world ever since that day. Listen, I, I, I go all over the world. You know, I travel, you know, and you know that. I travel a lot, you know, preaching and helping pastors and ministering in ministers' meetings and that. And almost anywhere you go, now there's some place you can't go, you'll get shot doing this, but, but most places you can go and you can find a busy street corner and you can just stand up there and say, I love Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. You'll have somebody come up to you and say, me too. Me too. We're one. Come to my house. I've been in countries all over the world. People invite me to their house like they know me my, my whole life. Why? Because we're part of the same body. The body of Christ. That is not fictitional. It's not something that's imaginary. It is a reality on the earth. And I'll just tell you the truth. I believe that our enemy, the devil, sees it more than we do. Because he's always trying to bust it up, trying to interfere. But the good news is that when God created that wonderful, wonderful full body that he expanded it all the way to today by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me show you this in the same chapter of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verse 44. Listen to this. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is after the, the Holy Spirit had, had come and they had, they had been filled with the Holy Spirit. And listen to what it says in verse 44. Now all who believed were together. Isn't that amazing? All of them were together. We're people of all kinds of, of different backgrounds, but all of a sudden they were together. They actually liked one another, contrary to the church today. And listen, now this is what scares a lot of people, okay? But just, just don't get upset by this. And they had all things in common, sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all as any who had need. Now, now look, I, I, that is not something that we're required to do today. That was done because that day and that time, they were about to lose everything anyway because there was going to come a tremendous uh, purging. So, but, but it doesn't matter, okay? The point is they had everything, in, they had something in common. And it was Jesus. And it was more than just a fraternity. It was a bond, a binding together of the body of Christ. Now, I can't make that happen. I wish I could as a pastor. I can't make that happen with you. But I can get you started. 
in the right direction. Listen to the rest of this. Verse 45, 46, I'm sorry. So they continued daily. Now notice this, with one accord in the temple and, did you get that? They didn't just go to church. In the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were saved. Isn't that an amazing thing that all out of nothing, out of nothing, God created a community called the body of Christ. Just exploded. Just there they were. They, they, they walked together. They went to church together. They, they went to each other's homes. Now, a lot of people don't like this today, especially here in, here in the United States. They don't, they don't want people in the house. You don't want people in my house. I don't want... Some, sometimes it's because people are embarrassed. Well, my house isn't good enough. For who says? Who says that? Well, somebody might say it. Well, it, listen, that doesn't mean it's true. I want to tell you something. I want you to listen to me today. Meeting in a house, whether it's just your family gathering together or friends that are believers gathering together or whatever, there is a powerful impact to that. Because you're stating to the devil, you're stating to the world, what I believe is more than something that happens on Sunday morning. It's part of my life. It's part of who I am. It said they met uh, from house to house and had fellowship. And, and the amazing thing was they had favor with the people. Now listen to this. It says this. The Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. The Lord spoke this to me one time by the Holy Spirit. I just heard it just as clear in my spirit. The Lord said, you want to know how to have people get saved daily? I said, yeah. Wouldn't you? Well, you have to go back up and read the first part of the scripture. They, now listen to me. It says here that they went, they were in the temple. Okay, you got it? They were in the temple, but that's not all they did. They were in the temple, but they also continued daily in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. In other words, something was going on every day. So the reason we don't get very many people saved is because we only give him one day a week to work. They, listen, they, they were having church every day somewhere, doing something every day. And it probably wasn't the same people. You know they had to work. They had to go to work. But every day, people were meeting together. And because of that, there was a daily influx into the church. Because of that, it was powerful. God formed a group of people. And literally, so they could live life together. And in their time, even die together. That's how close the bond was. That's how strong it was. And you have to understand that there is a power there in the body of Christ. Let me just say this. Let me say it this way. Listen to me. You can't do life. Listen, let me say it this way. You can't do life as a believer without the rest of the body of Christ. 
One of my friends, Pastor Eddie Turner, pastors in Tennessee, he, he, he said this, and I love it. There's a lot of life that happens between Sundays. You can't do life without the body of Christ. You need help. You need people to, to pray with you. You need people that are around you that want to work with you and, and, and stand with you and pray with you in your life. When Becky and I first got saved, we went, we went to, we, we, I got saved at, on a Thursday night, October the 17th, 1974. Becky got back in fellowship with the Lord. We got filled with the Holy Spirit. We didn't know anything. I didn't. She knew more than I did. But, but I didn't know anything. Nothing. I didn't know an apostle from an epistle. If, if I had a, my Bible, I had to keep my finger on the index because if they said turn to a book, I didn't know where it was. I didn't know the Old Testament from the New Testament. It was a revelation to me that there were two different books in the Bible. But something happened that, that literally sealed our fate and, and really, I believe, our destiny. Number one is we went to church every time the doors were open. Now, back, back then at Lakewood Church, small church, uh, Pastor John Osteen was a pastor. Joel was a teenager. So just so you'll know how far back we go. So we went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. But let me tell you what. Now, this is, this is the truth. Every other night, we were with somebody in the body of Christ. We were either in a prayer group. We would go to a Bible study. We were somewhere. We literally every night. I remember one time um, uh, we, we, we didn't know what to do. I think it was Friday night. What are we going to do? There's no, nobody's having a meeting tonight. What are we going to do? So Becky and I and Mary and Craig Giddens, we just decided we're just going to have a prayer group. And I can still see us sitting in their den in their little townhouse holding hands and just praying. Every day, every night, every night. You say, well, that was you. I understand that was me. But my point is this. Because of that, God was able to impart to us in such a way that we grew exponentially. Because we weren't just kind of going here, there, and yonder. We were, we were after it. And we were after it with a group of other believers. There was a group of believers uh, there uh, at Lakewood that we were associated with. Not everybody, just a group. That even to this day, we're friends. And if they would call, we would be there for them. Just because, listen, just because we had connected together. We were members of the body of Christ and we were hooked together. And we, and we did life together. I, I'm today, and I'm not being critical of you, don't misunderstand me, but today I, I see people, they got their church friends, and then they got their other friends. I'm not saying you shouldn't have other friends, but my point is, you better value those church friends that you've got. You better value those people that are in your life, that can speak into your life more than on Sunday morning, or pat you on the back walking out of church or uh, on, on Wednesday night. There's more to it. There's more to the body of Christ. Well, we're busy. We're busy. Well, maybe you're too busy. You're only busy till you can't be busy anymore because something's happened. Then all of a sudden you're not busy. Amen. 
So if you could understand the impact and the power of the body of Christ and it working together, I believe there is so much potential and so much power there that we don't even, we can't even grasp it. God created a body on the earth and called it the body of Christ. And Jesus, our Lord, seated at the right hand of the Father, is the head of that body. You don't think we might be able to get something done? But see, as long as the enemy can keep us separated, then we're in trouble. But when we start doing life together, God can start doing something in our lives. Now, I'm going to show you this in the Word of God, and I'm going to show you the, the power of it, okay? And I'm going to show it to you in the negative first. And I want you to listen to this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Now listen to this. Let me set this up for you. Paul is writing a letter to the church at Corinth, and he's not happy because he said, when you come together, it's not right. And he was talking about when they came together to do communion because some of them were wealthy and they had all they need. Back in those days, they ate a meal. And so the wealthy people had all their food and they'd eat what they wanted to eat and have communion the way they wanted to. And then the poor people came. They didn't have anything. And Paul got upset about it. He got hot. And he wrote them. He said, I'm not, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but bottom line, he said, I'm not happy with you because when you come together, it's not God. And now listen to what he said in verse 29. He who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, you got it? Eats and drinks judgment to himself. Now listen to this statement. Not discerning the Lord's body. He's not talking about Jesus and his broken body. He's talking about the body of Christ. He said, if you're not careful, you come and you don't respect and you don't connect with those that are around you, whether they're rich or whether they're poor, whether they're black or whether they're white, whether they're smart or whether they're dumb. No dumb people in here. Somebody might be watching this on the internet or something or TV. But it doesn't matter whether you're educated or uneducated. It doesn't matter. The body of Christ is equal. And Paul said, you better pay attention to what I'm saying because you can eat and drink judgment to yourself, not discerning the Lord's body for this reason. Now, this is profound. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you. And he goes on to say, and some of you die. It says sleep, but that's not what he's talking about. Now, why is that so powerful in the negative? Because it tells you the importance of recognizing perceiving the rest of the body of Christ and being in a flow with the rest of the body of Christ. And if you're not, it's dangerous. But then there's the other side of it. There's the positive side. Listen to what it says in Romans chapter 12. Verse 4. For as, many have, for as we have many members in one body... 
but all the members do not have the same function. You do know that, don't you? Yes, we all have different functions. We all, we all do different things. So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Now here's the power of it. Listen to me. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. Listen to me. I'm going to stop right there. I want you to hear me. Every person who makes Jesus the Lord of their life, God gives gifts that bring unity to the rest of the body, that the rest of the body can benefit from, and you can benefit from other people and their gifts. There's not one person left out. Well, I don't have anything. Oh, yeah. Sure you do. Yeah, you do. And listen to what it says here. It's so, it's so strong the way that the Word of God says this that you can't hardly deny it if you wanted to. It says, let us use them. That means you got, you got to use your gift. Not toward your, your daily life toward the body of Christ, toward one another. Y'all still here? Whether it's ministering, minister, teaching, teach, exhort, exhort, give, give liberally, uh, lead, do it with diligence, show mercy, do it with cheerfulness. And there are others. I'm not, I'm, I just went across the surface of the gifts. Okay, But the point is that God, not only did he give Say, I'm going to create a body on the earth called the body of Christ. He gives every person in that body gifts that will bless and minister one to another and encourage one another and help one another. You've got, you need that. Well, I don't need that. Oh, yes, you do. I taught, I remember a man a number of years ago and he, he was real kind of arrogant and he came up to me. I was talking about the body of Christ. He came up to me and he said, well, I'm a member of the body of Christ. I said, really, where do you go to church? I don't need church. I'm a member of the body of Christ. I said, no, you're not. He said, yes, I am. I said, you're not. You're just a, you're just a big toe floating around in the air. He said, what? I said, you're just a big toe floating around in the air. Because the body of Christ is connected. And if you're not in church, if you're not part of a church, you're not connected. You're just a big toe. You can't help anybody. You can't even wiggle it without the rest of your foot. You can't even trim that old ugly toenail without your hand. All right, I know I'm going too far. I got I understand. Some of you, I put an image in your mind that does not need to be there right now. But do you understand that there is a potential and there is a power in the body of Christ when we are connected, when we're working together, we're releasing our gifts one to another and we're blessing other people and we're helping and we're ministering to people that God is working and God can do something? It's amazing. And to ignore that, to sit back and say, well, I got a gift, but I, ain't, I don't like you, and I don't want to do it this way, and I don't like that. And I don't. All you're doing is you're, you're, re, you're, you're rebelling and rejecting the body of Christ because they're not like you. Well, you might want to go read Paul talk all about that. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you know, all the parts are different. But you can't, you, you've got to honor all of them. Thank you for that one amen over there. And I know it was sincere too. I believe that. So let me show you something here that will help you today. There is a clear operation of the body of Christ spelled out in the Word of God. So that you can understand what God's thinking about the body of Christ when he's talking about the body of Christ. Because you can kind of get a little spooky with it. You know, you're seeing toes floating around. Well, what, that's, not, that's not the way it works. Listen to this scripture. I'm going to read the whole scripture because it's really an outline of how God works. Beginning in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Listen to this. He gave... He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, let me stop right there a minute, just so you'll know. Okay, listen to me. Just so you'll know. Some people read that this way. He gave apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints so they can do, so that the preachers can do the work of the ministry. That's not true. I'm equipping you to do the work of the ministry. And I'm really doing it today. I mean, I'm where the rubber meets the road today. So listen to this. For the equipping of the saints, and I'm going to read it the way the Greek text would read it, so that they can do the work of the ministry and edify the body of Christ. It's not my job to edify you. It's your job to edify one another. Now, I am a part of the body of Christ, so I still have that responsibility, but not as a pastor. Thank you for your enthusiasm. <laughs> Till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children, tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of, e of deceitful plots, but speaking the truth... In love, we may grow up in all things unto him who is the head, Christ. All right, so just under, so you understand, he's the head of the body. Okay. He's the head of the body. All right, now listen to this because this is going to explain something to you today. He is the head from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part, everybody say every part, every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now listen to me. That means you have a job to do. That means you have a function in the body of Christ. And you are not an island unto yourself. You are no good unless you are connected to somebody else. Because those connections, it says, where the joint supplies. What is a joint? It's a touching place. It's a connecting place. 
So if you're not touching someone else, you're not connected to someone else, then you are not going to be effective in the body of Christ in supplying and helping someone else. You have to be connected. It's by which by what every joint supplies. You have a supply for someone else. The word supply there is, is, is a Greek word. We call it choregio. It's, it, it, we use it for choir. We, we, we use it for a lot of things. But, but the original Greek there for that word was a supplier for the theater. In other words... If you use that word, you would be talking about somebody who paid the bills for a play to go on. They supplied something. You supply something for the body of Christ. What do you supply? Well, you have gifts. You have gifts. Not only do you have gifts, you just have the ability to be part of the body of Christ, to walk in love to one another. But here's the thing you've got to hear today. Listen to me. It's according to every part being effective. So when one person chooses not to be a part, that lessens the effectiveness of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is a giant. And if it ever comes completely together, the enemy has no chance. The world has no defense against that giant. But the enemy comes in and he'll separate this one and separate that one to where you're not connected. You're not hooked up. But when you are, listen to what it says, it produces an increase in the body. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? It means two things. Number one, it means you grow. And number two, it means you bring others in. You grow, you bring others in. That's what it's all about, folks. It's not just about one person. It's about being effective by the work done by every part, every person doing their part, being connected, being plugged in. Then growth comes. Now, let me show you this law in a little bit different sense. Okay, now listen to this. In Colossians, Paul talks about the same thing, but he adds something that I want you to see today. Okay, listen to me. He adds something. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse... 19, Paul says, not holding fast to the head. Now listen to this. From whom all the body nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments grows with an increase that is from God. The body of Christ, listen to me, is nourished. You get food. You get fuel. Not just from coming to church on Sunday morning, but from those knitting sessions. Now, Becky's mother used to knit, and I was always amazed at how fast she could do that. And knit and and, and put those loops together, and the next thing you know, she's made something. 
You in, in the back left-hand corner of this church may not ever be knit with the front right-hand corner of this church, but you can be knit to that person next to you or that person you're in contact with. And when you're knit and somebody else is knit, the next thing you know, you got something. But the key to this is that there has to be a connection. Paul called it here joints and ligaments. Joints are where you touch. You know, some of you are touching right now. You don't like it because somebody's sitting right next to you, but you're doing it anyway. <laughs> Amen. Ooh, ooh, move over a seat. You're touching. That's what church does. We touch one another. Amen. We, we love on one another. We speak to one another. We encourage one another. We touch each other. But the other word that Paul uses here is the word ligament. And that word means an attachment. Attachment. The ligament is the uh, attachment. It's the thing that, that brings relationships together. Like the thigh is attached to the hip. There's an attachment there. And, and when you make up your mind that you're going to be a functioning member of the body of Christ, not only are you going to have contact See, people don't mind contact because they know they can go home. They can leave. They don't, well, you know, I can say howdy and go. You know, but, but listen to me. When you make a commitment to be a part of the body of Christ, you also make a commitment to be attached. You can't be attached to everybody, but you can be attached to somebody. You can, you can, you can get plugged in with somebody. You can hook up with somebody where there is a knitting and then somebody else knits with somebody else. And the next thing you know, God's doing something. But see, you say, well, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. Wait a minute. I don't, think there's a, I don't think there's a way out of this according to the Word of God if you're a part of the body of Christ. It didn't give an optional, yeah, you can do this if you want to. This is, a, this is life. Life in the body of Christ. So we need contact, we need touching, we need that encouragement, but we also need to be specific and be connected. We need to be plugged in to somewhere, plugged into someone, to somebody. That's why church needs to be more than just coming to church. Listen, that's why we have life groups, because it's one of the most effective ways possible for you to get plugged in and connected with someone else once you realize and understand the power of this then things start flowing in your life you don't have to pray by yourself you don't have to do life by yourself there are others that are doing life that can help you pray with you. You can pray with somebody else. You have a life experience. Someone else has a life experience. And together you can do something for the kingdom of God. But it, it all boils down to the body of Christ choosing to connect. Listen to me. To connect, to get plugged in. And to do something. Once you understand that, then power starts flowing. 
you're, you're, you're wanting God to do something, and He will do something for you. Thank God He'll do for, something for you individually. But imagine what happens when you get plugged in. That's when something happens. Let me show you something. I know you've been wondering. This is how you get plugged in. Come on, choir band. Come up. You take yourself <laughs> just like this. And you make up your mind you're not going to be a plug sitting on the floor. You're not going to just be hanging out. That you're actually going to plug in to something that's going to produce and generate power in your life and in somebody else's life. Get in there. (laughs) Then you got power. Then God can do something. When you make up your mind, listen, when you make up your mind, I'm going to get connected. Because the power can be on one end, it could be on the other, but until you get plugged in, it doesn't flow. That's what life groups are all about. Is it the only way? No. But it is a powerful, biblical way for people to get involved. And all you've got to do is make up your mind, I'm not going to do life by myself. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.